You gotta turn your button on. Activate it. Bobby 2.0. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Bobby 3.0, bitch. All right, here we go. 3.0, okay. My name's Bobby Walker, and I've got Josh Latimer here with me. And the both of us have one message for you. We're back, baby. Oh, yeah, one more. This is Bobby Walker with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast just saying, how the hell are you? It's been a long, long time, and I'm excited to be talking to you, and I'm pretty sure you're probably excited to be hearing my voice, because you either love me or you hate me, and if you hate me, I'm glad you're listening, because you're going to get a little bit better today, and if you love me, thanks for the love. Uh, I can feel it. I've been gone, and uh, I'm glad to be back right in the middle of it. Today, I've got one of my heroes, Joshua. I wanted to say Ricky Bobby, but it ain't Ricky Bobby. It's I'm, I'm drawing a blank. What's your alter ego, Josh? Uh, um, Rupert Puddles. I got Joshua Rupert Puddles Slatimer on the podcast here with me. And I'm super, super excited about that. And uh, I was talking to Josh yesterday. I reached out to him and said, man, I need a little bit of help on this thing. And we were on the phone. And he's like, when are you starting the podcast? And I said, said, here in about two weeks. And he's like, no, you're not. You're starting it tomorrow morning. You're publishing it the next day. Let's do this. And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> so here we are. So Josh Latimer, before I get to you, I've got to do one thing. Now, let, let me tell you something cool. I'm, I'm going to like kill two birds with one stone, and then we'll go from there. But Josh, have you ever heard of this guy named Kurt Kempton or this company called Responsibid? I have a uh, big fan. Yeah. I love Kirk Hampton. Good dude. He's all right. Yeah. You know, he's all right for. He, lo- he loves milkshakes and he's got great software. Great software and he's a good hugger. You know, he's just if you ever need a good hug, that dude's a good good he hugger. Is a, so. He has a pizza oven at his house too, outdoor. Yeah. Really fancy. I, I'd, I'd love to enjoy Kurt's pizza oven. I just never have. So, <laughs> but but let me tell you guys this. Normally, this is the time when I would say. Hey, buy Responsibid. Go to jnebid.com. You get the best deal you can get out there. It's awesome, and it's going to help you close deals and make more money and make it easier. But but I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. I just said that. Go check it out. It'll make you money, and it'll make me money if you do it too. It's awesome, jnebid.com. But here's what I want to give a shout out. If you don't know already, and I think most of you do, the reason I took a long, uh, almost one-year break from JNE and I have Josh because I'm like breathing heavy right now just from talking. I'm out of, I'm out of breath here. But the reason, truthfully, was I just kind of fell off the face of the planet. It wasn't just J&E, but uh, I went through a big, deep, dark, hopeless, lonely battle with depression. I'm going to do a whole podcast about it, um, so we're not going to – we don't have to like dig into that, Josh, unless you wanted to on this episode. But here's why I want to talk about that right now with Kurt Kimpton. It's not just a great piece of software. Um, Kirk Kempton did a one-man intervention on me back in December. He, uh, he called me one day. He said, Bobby, look at this thing. It's in Chicago. It's called The Office Experience. And me and Kurt are like two of the biggest Office fans on the planet, the TV show. We, we've even taken a pilgrimage together to Scranton just to go see Scranton, just because we love the show, right? It's amazing. And he called me. And he's like, check this thing out. And I'm like, that's so awesome. And he knew what, where I'd been. I'd been hiding in my bed for literally months at this point, you know, had fallen off the face of the planet. And, um, you know, and he talked to my wife a lot because she was helping him coordinate with the uh, uh, Responsicon event that was coming up. So he knew what was up with me, even though I was not communicating with anyone. He calls me on the phone. He never does that. He doesn't talk to his wife on the phone. He only voxes people. He calls me on the phone. He talks to me about this office thing. And then just convinces me to, he basically wouldn't let me off the phone. 
until I bought an airplane ticket to Chicago for an overnight trip just to go see the office experience with my buddy, Kurt. And I thought, yeah. okay, I'm, if it means this much to him, I'll do it, you know. Well, he didn't want to see the office. We got there. We saw the thing. We had a good time. And uh, in a non, non-creepy way, he ends up locking me in our hotel room because we shared a room. And I may have been a little creepy. We were wearing each other's pants at one point. It was crazy stuff, but that's for a different <laughs> story. But, <laughs> but, but he locks me in the room, and he just starts talking to me. And he's like, Bobby, what's up, man? And, and again, I'll go into all the details and everything on another episode. But he wouldn't let me out until I agreed to sign up for therapy and um, you know mental health therapy. And basically, uh, he just made me. He just kind of bullied me into it in a very loving, you know, great way. And um, so instead of just giving a commercial for response bid, which I did, um, I just want to say this. First off, Kurt, I know you're going to listen to this. I'll never uh, – you're, you're one of my dearest friends, and I don't think I'll ever find someone that has a heart better than yours. And I love you. I appreciate you. And I know you knew you were doing some good, but you might have saved my life, bro. And I, and I don't mean that, you know – uh, I mean that literally. You may have saved my life. So thank you, Kurt Kempton, and uh, all the cool stuff you've done. And that's why I'm proud to let Responsibid sponsor my show because they ain't just about the money. They're about the people. So, Josh so Latimer. Just, just, I can't not say anything about Kurt after that epic thing. Yeah. Kurt, I've known Kurt for over a decade, spent time at his house. Our families mm-hmm. know each other, and uh, everything you're saying is true. Yeah. He, he is so awesome. Mm-hmm. His product's amazing, luckily, because he's OCD and very, very nerdy with all the tech stuff. But great human, great father. Give him all your money. Yeah. <laughs> give him, yeah, give him all We got to support good people like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, Josh, you and I, man, you, you kind of helped me start this thing way back when. Um, you know, you were one of the, the people that heavily encouraged me and motivated me to start my own podcast and, you know, pursue my own brand. And you kind of laid out the, the blueprint for me. I didn't really follow it very well back at the time, you know, but you still laid it out and, and showed how all this cool stuff happens. And you've always been inspiring to me. And fortunately, you've become a buddy to me. Um, how you doing? You've been, you haven't been on the scene, you know, like at least not this one, not the old scene. I know you're doing your stuff, but how are you doing and where the heck have you been? I'm doing amazing actually. Um, uh, for people that may or may not know, we have a whole giant herd of kids. So I've been raising my kids and, uh, you know, I always joke that I have a master's degree in pain and a bachelor's degree in suffering, you know, entrepreneurship sounds all warm and fuzzy when you watch Gary V videos, but it can kick you in the, and the gonads pretty hard sometimes. Yep, <laughs> so I've had all that stuff. The last couple of years have been really, really, really cool. So I've been in a process of leveling up, doing other things. So from a service industry perspective, it might look like I've been quiet, but we've moved to a d- different state. We've uh, started companies people don't even know about. I've been doing higher and higher level consulting for bigger <clears throat> and bigger companies and growing and learning and parenting and all this stuff. My oldest son's going to take driver's training in a month or two. Um, <laughs> so there's cow. that whole thing, just different season of life. And I've been challenging myself. My family launched a business called the kid war plan as a family project to teach our kids entrepreneurship. We sold huge amounts of those things. Um, it, it's just been awesome. It's, I've just been quiet. I'm about to get noisy again, but I have been quiet for a couple of years. And was that by design or like, did you purposely yeah. get quiet or did you have to just out of, you didn't have the bandwidth or 
you know. Well, what can happen is, uh, some, you know, like, for, for example, my podcast has been around for a long time. There's over 400 episodes of it. It's called the Growth Vault Podcast. It was originally called the Quick Talk Podcast. Same thing. I just changed the name a few years ago. Um, but, you know, I, my heart wasn't in it, right? So, like, mm-hmm. for the last few months I was publishing, it was like something was off. And what was off was that I needed to level up. I wanted to have different conversations, talk about higher level things. Uh, not to say that uh, um, it was bad. It was amazing. It, it set everything up. I, I always joke that everything I have is because I decided to buy a squeegee 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like you don't despise small beginnings, but at the same time, you don't want to get stuck at the same level if you're capable of more. And so I've been doing other things, not all of them super amazing and magical, you know, there's been yeah. struggles with stuff, but different types of businesses, different partnerships, um, higher level conversations, more advanced marketing things, a lot of things on the internet that aren't directly applicable. Well, people think it's not directly applicable to service. And so I just had my head down doing those things. Um, we have a, a production studio in Dallas called Warplane Studios now. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we built the team for that and we're setting that up and getting that going. Um, it's the most fun I've ever had actually. And my kids are at the most fun age they've ever been. Uh, we're making more money than we ever have. Everything's been really good. Uh, I'm just ready to put rocket fuel on it. Love it. I love it, man. Um, you know this, Josh, cause I've said it to you a hundred times, but you've been a huge, uh, a huge impact on my family. Um, you know, not just me, uh, not just my business, but, but the really important stuff, which is my family. And, um, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to check out, you know, the, the kids war path. Is it the war path or war plan? I'm sorry. The kid war plan, kid war plan. Let me get it right. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to check that out, but, um, I can only imagine the type of impact you, you're having even with that. And, and what's cool is it's not just Josh Latimer having that impact, but it's Josh's kids having that. Oh, impact. And, and, and like, when we're not just saying that it's, yeah. it's like, like my six-year-old is like the sticker manager and our four-year-old is the assistant to the sticker manager for our <laughs> office friend. Uh, Tucker is, you know, Sawyer's quality control, Tucker. So we designed it, built it, launched it, built a funnel, sourced it. It took like over a year to create this thing. It's a journal for kids. It's a handmade, super epic, looks like it came out of Lord of the Rings journal for kids. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was thinking we'd sell a few thousand of them and, you know, and that would kind of be a cool thing. Uh, but we did like a hundred thousand in sales, like the second month they turned the funnel on Holy it was cow. all the cold traffic. So it's been crazy. It, it teaches kids, you know, mindset and leadership and entrepreneurial ideas when they're young in a fun way. So what and do you say? Really? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Well, I was just saying it's, it's not like, like drill your kid into be a business person. It's mm-hmm. about the mindset and the skill sets that aren't taught in traditional school. So what do you say to the guys that say, come on, Latimer, let kids be kids. You're, you know, let, let's just keep it real. You're preying on people. You're just trying to get them to give them your money and your blah, 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 and screw you. And well, I'm really happy with the results to get I got. Give us our money. Yeah, we, we definitely are trying to get them to give us our money. You know why? Because sales is good Yep. because profit's good. Right. And uh, persuasion isn't the same as manipulation. You isn't know, it weird you, that that's lost on business owners? Like the, your audience yeah. made up of business owners, you know, can miss that point sometimes when they're looking outward and at others. Well, people, one of the reasons your business struggles, like you, you can't have good customers if you're not a good buyer. And this is a deep thing. We can go down, go down here if you want, but if you have a problem with people selling you stuff, there's a reason people don't like to buy your stuff. 
Mm. And, you know, sales is, you know, I love to be sold to. I love it when people make a good offer, when they're trying to close me or persuade me because it's good. They're trying to solve a problem. Now, if I don't have that problem, maybe I won't buy, right? If that problem's not important to me, maybe I won't buy. But like for our book, for example, is a, it, it just hit a bigger problem than I realized. I mean, schools like do not equip kids uh, for actual real life. You know, the, the university is the biggest scam ever in my opinion like unless you have to go there legally to like get your mcats and become a doctor and that's your passion Mm -hmm. um and it's not like there's some necessarily nefarious one person at the top saying haha let's trick kids to get in debt it's just it's too big it's it's this monolithic we lost our way they can't turn it can't pivot so like with the internet and crypto and decentralization opportunities and economic stuff everything's happening so fast kids need to learn how to be producers not consumers i want my kids to have youtube followers not be just a, another of 10 million followers yeah. and and these things like seven-year-olds get it right and they can they can learn how to do stuff how do you add value how do you become a value creator and a job creator um these are important things the word teenager is a modern construct too by the way it was only it's only about 100 years old mm-hmm. you know in the 1800s when you were 12 dad would hand you the rifle and ride on his horse for 12 days and you like took care of your sisters and your mom right and it was a big deal that's just like what you did like if a bear came you shot it and and did all the things right yeah and the idea isn't to force kids to grow up too fast but the purpose of childhood is prepare for adulthood you're only a kid for this much of your life mm-hmm. and you're an adult for this much of your life and I think it's not good that there's lots of 32 year olds eating hot pockets in mommy's basement. (laughs) (laughs) And there's like a lot of them and it wasn't done on purpose. It's just childhood's been extended instead of compressed Mm -hmm. to prepare for adulthood. Well, you know, uh, I tend to be the king of oversharers and I think I'm about to do it right now, but Hey, it's, it's my thing, man. But, uh, you know, just even your impact, um, you know, I was talking about in our family, Josh and, and, exactly what you're talking to speaks to it. But you know, I've got three amazing kids. Now I'm about to tell you about one of them. I kicked out of the house not too long ago, but he's an amazing kid too. You know, I didn't kick him out because he's a crackhead that's, you know, doing terrible things. I, uh, we, we essentially kicked him he out. It wasn't because... a Hunter Biden type of story. <laughs> no, no nothing like Hunter that. Situation. <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, honestly, he's just a damn good kid. He's good to people. You know, he, 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 goes to work kind of because I make him he's 19 you know he's fresh out of high school and and uh but you know here's the one thing he wasn't doing is hard stuff and that's the Latimerism you know is uh that's something and you know this you know a lot of your audience and a lot of your followers you know preach the do hard things because it's such a great message because there we go right on the screen and doing hard things (laughs) is important not because you need to do something that causes pain because hard stuff you know oftentimes causes pain, whether it's a physical pain, you know, because it was hard to do the thing with your hands and you didn't have gloves on, or maybe it was an emotional pain because it was a difficult conversation that you had to have. But there are short-term pains that that create, you know, long-term benefits for you. And, you know, even as a parent, Josh, you know, now I'm someone, I haven't been through your honor and fire stuff, you know, because again, you know, I started kind of petering off you know and uh, with my whole mental uh negative mental journey before i even realized it so i wasn't really consuming anything good or really anything at all other than you know some netflix tv shows or whatever but you know as i wasn't listening to podcasts i wasn't checking out your, you know your your stuff i wasn't checking out anybody's stuff but even even as someone that 
you know, has say kind of been unplugged for that for a while, um, it made a huge impact. You know, uh, it sounds kind of negative when I'm saying, Hey, I kicked my son out of the house. Well, he's a good kid and he's, he's okay. He's in a very nice part of the country and a very nice part of the city. And, you know, he's already had a job and, and you know, what's happened is since we've done that, he, we've had some conversations with our 19 year old that was just a kid, you know, uh, wasn't even that, that teenager, if you will, but he was just being a kid. And, and Aaron, when you hear this, I love you, bud. You know, you know, I ain't talking trash. It's just, it is where we were. And he's had some realizations, you know, he's like, Oh my God, dad wasn't kidding. When, when dad's quoting Josh Latimer about you do hard things, not because they're hard, not because they cause you the pain, but because as you said, they prepare you for life. And if you're a child, they're preparing you for adulthood. And if you're an adult, they're just preparing you for the next chapter. And, you know, that was a hard one for us, Josh. You know, we put it off for probably a year. You know, I enabled my son not to do terrible things, but to, well, I'll tell you what is terrible, is not taking care of yourself, not not setting yourself up. And we were enabling that. And um, we kind of swallowed our own medicine, you know, or the Latimer medicine. Of We did the hard thing ourselves. We made the decision. And you know what? Not only has it given him some great perspective in life and realizing, damn, mom and dad weren't kidding about what this is like on the outside, but uh, it's improved our relationship. And, um, you know, we're now in talks about the, the, the kid coming back home, you know, because I think he's, you know, kind of learned his lesson and we're going to put an action plan together for him to uh, build the life that he wants, not the one dad wants for him, but the one he wants. And that's good enough for me and, and it's good stuff. And, uh, you know, a, a part of that influence came from Josh Latimer, a part of that, you know, that whole do hard things. And my two oldest kind of caught onto that a little sooner. And I think my youngest is catching on to it now and it's good stuff. Wow, that's awesome. I, you know, I didn't invent any of this stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's things that you can observe. It's observable truth. And what I mean is, is you, you, you don't get the choice to choose hard things. Mm -hmm. Hard things are coming. Like you can have, you can have hard in the front or hard in the back, right? <laughs> if you do hard things early in your life and build capacity, you ever heard the quote, heavy is the head that wears the crown? Hmm. I mean, the idea here is to get your neck stronger, right? So like, or another thing that's pretty cool is you don't ask for God to make things easier, ask, ask him to make you stronger, right? Mm -hmm. um, P.S. Never pray that God gives you patience because all that ends up happening is you have lots of opportunities <laughs> to be patient and that really sucks. Um but hard, hard things happen automatically. But there is such a thing as being a hardologist where people make things that aren't hard, hard, yeah. and they self-sabotage themselves and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we want our kids to have strong necks. We want them to be producers, not consumers, to be leaders, to have confidence. Confidence is the core differentiator between successful people and everybody else. I've seen it. I've coached over a thousand people about the do hard things, the family systems, all these things that we do. Um, we're never originally going to be shared with anybody, man. I was, we were getting divorced. We, I was getting kicked out. Like my, my life was on fire. I've been yeah. bankrupt. I've had cars repossessed. I've had everything horrible happen, everything, um, all the things. So out of that brokenness, we started implementing these ideas and systems, but they're just true, man. If you want, if you love your kids, uh, and yourself, build your capacity. Now, when we we're at the huge convention, uh, I don't know if you saw Ashley and I, part of what we were talking about during our speech was uh, bamboos. Bamboo is like one of the most amazing plants ever. Bamboo is fascinating, freaking fascinating. I don't and remember the realize, bamboo part, Josh, so I'm so going to listen close it, When you plant bamboo, it takes three years to establish the root system. So really what's happening, lots of things are happening, but none of it's visible. 
You know, one of the things I said was that your eyes are the enemy of your vision. So in your business, you mm. may be doing lots of things, right? Your legs are going under the water, but your body's not moving it. Uh, or the seed is in the ground and the roots are going down, but no one can see it. There's no visible evidence of success, but it doesn't matter. That's the essence of hard things. Bamboo is the fastest growing plant on earth. It can grow an inch a half, inch and a half an hour. You can actually like watch it grow. It can grow three feet a day or more. Uh, and it grows really fast. When it does go, it goes. But it has to have a deep root system or it'll just rip out of the ground and tip over because it's so heavy and it gets so tall. And that's like people, man. That's how it works. And so, you know, your test becomes your testimony and your mess becomes your message. All these cheesy things. But they're not cheesy. They're true. They're true. And, and people that have the greatest compassion or the greatest understanding went through heavier, harder things. Yeah. You can tell your kid not to touch the hot stove and they kind of get it intellectually. But then when they do touch the hot stove, that's a different level of. No so taking the risk, starting the business, marketing harder, stepping mm -hmm. outside your comfort zone. A lot of people listening to this are called to be a public speaker, but they're too scared to go do their first one because they're going to suck. Yeah, you will, but it doesn't matter, right? Yep. Like you got to do the hard things, build your capacity, get your neck stronger in all areas of life. Uh, you, you, I just wrote this down. I loved it. Your eyes are the enemy of your vision. I don't know uh, how long you've been saying that, Josh, but you just met the guy that that, that quote was meant for. So whoever originally mm -hmm. said it, they wrote it for me. and That, <laughs> that was very impactful. Um, you know, yeah, because a vision for your life, it's in your mind's eye. Mm -hmm. A circumstance is a lagging indicator. Yep. Think, think about it like this. In business, when I coach businesses, like the revenue or the, the money in their bank account right now is a lagging indicator of things they did or did not do six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, 12 months ago. It, it, it takes a minute to manifest to catch up. So mm -hmm. when you're doing things, when you're chopping the wood, it'll catch up. Same with health. You know, I just did a like a health thing. I don't know. <laughs> I went on Facebook a couple, few months ago and I was 235 pounds and I'm about, you know, I'm, I'm sh shaped like a soup can, Bobby Walker. Let me tell you. And, <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I wouldn't want to line up drunk. against you on the, you know, so, on the field. So I'm just saying soup cans are tough. Basically, I went online and I said, if I don't lose 35 pounds by August 8th, I'm going to give $25,000 to Joe Biden's reelection campaign. That's what I said, <laughs> which for me is a really, really bad bad thing that's probably one so, step short it, of just donating straight to satan i think yeah you know, just <laughs> <laughs> well i knew you know part of it was my marketing brain saying eh, this will get attention and it'll be funny and mm -hmm. but the the truth of it is i wouldn't have done it had i not done that so I, then i get a phone call from my wife she's like what is wrong with you why are you like this mm -hmm. why does it have to be extreme I'm like i don't know but it does um uh, it, and you, i don't I know but it thing. does that's another good quote <laughs> <laughs> But when I started doing stuff, uh, nothing was happening. You know, like your eyes are the enemy of the vision. So can I lose weight? Yes. Is it harder than I'm 40? Uh, yeah, it actually, it was it, shockingly because mm -hmm. I didn't really try hard to get fit for like seven years mm -hmm. um, since I was in Costa Rica. But the point is, is that results are a lagging indicator. Yeah. Uh, so your eyes can only see something that had to be planted and implemented and put in motion in the past. And it's hard to, uh, you know, I can talk about myself, you know, and it's, it's like the first one you, you kind of got to just do blindly. You know what I mean? It's like once you've, once you've done the uh, leading indicators, you know, your, your, um, you know, you, your numbers that you're responsible for in your weekly level 10 meeting, if you're an attraction fan, um, and then you've seen that payoff, 
you know, then the PNL comes a few months later and, and you see that payoff. I think it's a little easier to see that, but, for, uh, but I'll tell you, man, some lessons I don't learn well, Josh, you know, and I've, I've had the benefit of doing the things, getting the result. And it's real easy for a guy like me. I don't know about everyone to fall back into, well, yeah, I know I can do this stuff, but again, my eyes are being the enemy of that vision. And, um, Sometimes I just look in the mirror. I'm like, I don't know what the hell is wrong with this dude. You know, like, why, why can't I not just trust the results I had the last time? And, and it's a tough one. I mean, have you experienced that? Or, or what do you see when you talk to other people? No, everything's that been actually that? been, it's been really easy for me. I'm just everything I touch <laughs> turns to gold. No, <laughs> of course. You know, part of the problem with social media is you don't get a full spectrum picture of other people's lives. You get the front stage version, the PR polished sanitized Mm -hmm. stage ready version not that people are like doing it on purpose some people are Um, but you're not going to go on facebook and say hey i feel like a worthless piece of garbage today and i went to vegas on a bender and blew all my money and my wife is uh wants to go to counseling yeah you don't post that on facebook okay but people go through stuff uh really really painful stuff Mm -hmm. the illusion though is that you're on an island and you're the only one this is why community is so important your network there's three things everybody has to be have to be successful you have to have the right mindsets the right skill sets and the right network uh but you can't just have a network you have to use the network uh i had no clue you were even going through anything mm-hmm. i didn't it didn't even cross my mind yeah. i didn't think of it right had you sent me even some weird message that you felt like stupid sending it, what would have happened i would have been like bro what do we got to do how can i help what can i and then there's like 117 people that have done that for yeah. you yeah but it doesn't feel like there were, mm-hmm. um, but you got to have the network and use the network. Um, so I think it's normal to, to struggle. I also think that there's like plateaus, you know, if you think about it before you went into your deep, dark hole, what your business had accomplished at that point was like mind boggling compared to the week before you started what you thought was yeah. possible. So you had, you've already done things that were bigger than your biggest idea of what you could done a few years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what you realize when you hit goals, by the way, is they're deeply unsatisfying to be honest, they really are. And so with the conquer program, you know, and, and the things we've done, Brandon Vaughn and I, and you know, kind of the hook is like build a seven figure automated business. Cause that's, cause we know that's what people want. Uh, But I also know it. I'm, when I say never, I mean, never, feels like what you think it will to hit it in fact it's very underwhelming and you're like oh well i'm still depressed or yeah yeah, my marriage still sucks um (laughs) it's It's crazy so oh i'm sorry go ahead go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say the lesson in that i think at least one of the lessons in that is that you have to find a way to find joy in the journey. Like the work itself is the reward Mm -hmm. and i was so bad at this i still ain't great at it but i think i understand it at least which is the work is your reward mm-hmm. the work itself the daily work is a, the satisfaction of doing the thing is the reward because when all of your happiness is attached to a future outcome that you only partially control and if you grind and work you'll get it mm-hmm. but then it's a huge letdown every time and it just makes you spiral and then you'll so you'll grow boom and then yep then you'll muster your courage and like get remote and then you'll and do it again. Boom. But you're never happy as you're doing it. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a book. Uh, I actually, I, I didn't even finish it. I, I was, uh, you know, I was just throwing spaghetti at the wall back before I kind of had my implosion, you know, last year. And I was just like 
trying anything. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this this venture. Oh, I'll read this book. Oh, I'll listen to this guy. Oh, I'll you know do this challenge or whatever it may be. And um, <clears throat> I read enough of this one book. I hadn't finished. It's a little booklet too. It's a little mini one called The Gap in the Game. And um, but one thing it talks about at the beginning that I did read <laughs> was that uh, CEOs and entrepreneurs deal with you know depression and things well specifically depression uh at twice the rate as quote unquote you know civilians and the reason for that uh is because the thing that makes people CEOs and entrepreneurs the things that helps them be successful is the fact that they're very goal or you know that task and that goal driven and they're in a sense they're dopamine chasers and whenever, you know, they're happy when they achieve the goal. And what happens is they don't have that fulfillment in between the goals, what, which is what you were just talking about. And this is one of those things you and I talked briefly on the phone yesterday. And we kind of talked about this a little bit. You know, we went more in depth because I was just kind of catching you up on where I was in life. And, and I said, you know, like this concept, as an example, it's one of those ones where I said, I remember I used to, you know, I, I don't anymore, but I used to go to church all the time. And you'd see the, the preacher up on the stage and he'd point at his head and he'd say, well, people get it here, you know, and point at their head. And then he'd mm-hmm. point at their heart and say, but they don't get it here. And mm-hmm. this is one of those things that I did get it in my head. Like I understood that, you know, I even have a podcast called something along the lines of Miley Cyrus was right. Or I don't remember the title of it, but it's talking about her song, <laughs> The Climb and how it's about the climb and not the peak. And I had it in my head, but I just couldn't get that transition. And I don't, you know, I couldn't figure out why. But I think, you know, for me, the labels I'm throwing, because we can use words however we want to use them here. But, you know, happiness, I'm kind of cool with you getting some happiness from achieving the goal or happiness from, you know, the feedback or the whatever, the desired result. But I view happiness now as like, it's kind of like, happiness is like circumstantial, but fulfillment is internal. You know, mm. fulfillment's not being happy. Fulfillment's really just being cool with you. You know, fulfillment is saying this, you know, I am this person. I'm cool with this person. And my circumstances don't change that. And that helps one, I think, you know, push through those difficult times. And, uh, you know, the happiness, it comes, it goes. But a fulfilled person or a whole person can can be cool with that stuff. So I'm trying to be like so Miley good. Cyrus, man. I'm trying to just so enjoy good. the climb, Josh. <laughs> well, t- when you said you get it in your head but not in your heart, that's like the hot stove. You tell your kid don't touch a hot stove, they intellectually understand, probably a bad idea. They still do it. They can't not do it. Yeah. Once they touch it, now they know no in their heart. Or I heard uh, uh, Tony Robbins say this that, that, that achievement, okay, it's the science of achievement but the art of fulfillment. Right. So like making money, building a business, learning skills, having like deep, robust skill sets and knowing how to do things other people don't know, whether it's copywriting or persuasion or just building businesses or leadership or any any of that stuff, you can make money and you can achieve. You can get a gold star. You can get first place. Right. Um, but achievement's totally different. It's a separate category of thing entirely than fulfillment. Fulfillment's a different thing. Fulfillment is more of an art. It's more murky and how to do it. And then mm. I know I don't know if this is just an audio only podcast or not. It'll it'll go on YouTube graphic. as well. But yeah, if if you're okay, listening, so, guys, go check out the YouTube channel to see Josh's graphic here. So there's this thing called the hedonic treadmill. And basically, I won't go too nerdy into it, but you know, everything 
in life happens in patterns and ups and downs. there's a natural ebb and flow, a wavelength. There's like a vibe to everything. Uh, but fulfillment's kind of like this too. So this is kind of like how humans are. They do this, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens is, is we think we want more happiness, okay? Which means we want the peak, okay, on this line to go up. We think that that means we need to target here so we can yank it up here. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, all that ends up happening is you go further down here. Yep. Okay. So you, the more you're pushing up, the crazier the drop off is. And so the game isn't to set bigger goals. That can't only be the game. The game is actually to raise the baseline. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the game. Oh man, this is giving me goosebumps. Um, I'm probably not doing it justice explaining it like this. So you have to tell me if you don't fully get it, but the idea is to get the baseline to go up, mm-hmm. right? If you get the, your, your general base, your general state, if you have more joy, more fulfillment, yeah. you show up different in the world. If this line was up here, okay, then you're going to achieve more than that original goal you pushed for in the first place, just having a normal treadmill does that make sense yeah no it does i mean i don't know if i understand every bit of it but at at the end of the day it's like you know well i'm wearing this shirt you know called average sucks we both you know know a little bit of you know michael burnoff who talks about it and i think you know this that average sucks concept is similar to what you're saying you know he's probably just trying to take that and make it more digestible but which, which is essentially saying you know you grow yourself um now in this context the growth simply may be you know, being cool with yourself, you know, developing that self-worth, developing that self-value, um, you know, whatever it may be. But if I raise that floor, then I have that roller coaster that you drew that goes above the floor and then it sinks below the floor. Well, if my fulfillment or my box or my average, you know, is greater than it was before, even that low part still hits where maybe the high parts hit before because I have that fulfillment. That's exactly right. So the you know so it's still a low point low point. It, it, it may not be your favorite day. The, the, but you're fulfilled. You're good. Uh-oh. Oh, I can hear you Sorry, if you can hear my, me. My, my internet froze for a quick second, but what I was going to say is uh that line on the hedonic treadmill and you can learn about the hedonic treadmill just by going on YouTube and typing that phrase in there. Um the line isn't necessarily just fulfillment. It it has to do with who you are. Hmm. Okay. How you feel about yourself. Gotcha. So everyone needs to like stop what they're doing and write down the name Myron Golden. Myron luckily is like a a real friend of mine. I've known him a long time. He's blown up on YouTube. My 15 year old son watches an hour of Myron Golden videos every day. (laughs) He's unbelievable. But anyway, he teaches this concept be, do, have. And as a business coach or whatever, I hate the word coach, but that's what I have been for a long time. People are trying to have, we want the money. So people try to get money. There's a really old book, like almost a hundred years. I think it's over a hundred years old called the secret art of money getting. And that's a great title for a book Mm because that's what people want. However, when you just try to get stuff, uh, your life sucks and you usually wind up broken, stuck and nothing works. The game isn't to have stuff. The game is to become more, become more is who do you have to become to effortlessly do what needs to be done to automatically have what a person like that should have. That's the game. I'll say it again. So who do you have to become to effortlessly do what needs to be done to automatically have what a person like that should have? What people do is they use willpower to go do stuff and so that they can have stuff. Yeah. And they're only living in these two levels. They're like, they they watch Gary V. they watch these motivational mm-hmm. clips, and then they go do a bunch of stuff and they want their bank account to hit. They don't understand there's no patience. The bamboo roots aren't deep enough. Nothing, it can't grow tall. I think right? that's where little I was root, living. Little fruit. Like, 
Yeah, so you got to go deep. You got to mm-hmm. put your head down. There has to be marshmallow experiment, delayed gratification, epicness happening. Uh, when even even years ago with my window cleaning business, when we were doing a hundred grand a month, I was paying myself five hundred bucks a week. You know, mm-hmm. and now it's common for people to do a hundred thousand a month. Back then, it wasn't. There wasn't resources, and, and so I'm. But but that that's the way you play the game. I had a friend uh, doing doing five hundred thousand a month who's paying himself fifty thousand a year. Could have paid himself huge amounts of money, but that's how he grew a $20 million business in nine years uh, from that constant delayed gratification. But it's not about the money at the back end. It's who he became. Do you know what that level of discipline does for you? Screw your window cleaning, pressure cleaning business, right? That For a lot of people listening to this, that's this is just your training wheels business. Yeah. This is like your opportunity to learn the basics of how the game works, to understand <clears throat> You know, lead generation and sales and conversion, delivery and leadership, recruiting and a PL and a balance sheet and numbers and all the stuff. But you, you, you're going to take these skills if you do what we're talking about and really go for it. And you can apply it to bigger opportunities that could make you $50 million later. Um, but it's all about who do you have to become. And when I say to effortlessly do what needs to be done, it's because when your identity is leveled up, if you take care of your body, if you speak nicely to yourself, if you treat yourself like like a like you would talk to a five year old child, and you take care of yourself and you discipline yourself and you change your network and you up level your belief systems and you stop watching garbage, if you do that for a long enough time, you become more. Mm-hmm. Your you know your your capacity for life is bigger. Things seem lighter, but really you got stronger. And then it's easy to do the stuff required. Josh, I think we cut out, but I think I caught it. You just was your final thought there. It's easy to do the things required. Is that was that the last phrase you said? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's easier. And sorry, I think my internet's getting funky, but it's easier to do what's required when you have greater capacity. You know, if I told you, I mean, you're a giant beast of a Viking body. (laughs) So if I said pick up that heavy thing and move it from here to there, right? Maybe the heavy thing to me is fifty pounds, and you pick it up and you're like, "This is." Were you talking about this? Where's the heavy thing, right? Because you have a greater capacity. That's what it's like when I talk to a business owner and say, you need to get up early. We need to know our numbers. You need to do this. And they like have a panic attack where someone else is like, does it in 73 minutes. It's like, what's next? What do I do next? It's because that person has a greater capacity for stress and pressure and growth. It's like nothing to them. Josh, this is great stuff. And I know we have some limited time here. Would you be cool? I kind of want to transition a little bit and i want to talk a little bit about josh latimer you know some of the influence you had on on my life um i've talked about it before on the show but i want to revisit it uh are you cool with kind of talking about i I don't know where you want to go i don't know if you remember this for for sure but um i remember it like it was yesterday so um you know my son we're talking about um I'm thinking about, you know, back when I started my business. So we started back in 2017 and, um, you know, started window cleaning, you know, and, you know, we had, by my standards, we had a great deal of success right out of the gate. You know, we were able to pretty much pay the bills, even though I'd lost my income, you know, we were keeping, keeping the ball rolling, doing our stuff. And I don't know, probably four, five months in, I went from, oh my gosh, this is going to be easy. I'm like the greatest thing ever to boom. And I hit a wall. And in 30 days time, my son and I, who worked, you know, a lot, uh, I don't know how much that month, that month, but we worked a lot. Um, we, um, brought in, I think like $2,800 in total revenue. Uh, this is, I think this was the month of June of 2017. And 
I had sent you a few messages on Facebook. Like, you know, I'm sure no one else has ever done that. Like, you know, do you get a lot of messages from strangers and stuff like that? Or is that just kind of, uh, was I yeah, the one off? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a lot. But I was fortunate enough that uh, you saw mine because I know you can't respond to everyone because, you know, I, I, I get that as well. Or I did. I haven't in the last year because I've been offline. But uh, you can't get back to everyone, unfortunately. But but you saw mine. You you actually just you didn't even respond. All you did was you sent me seven digits and said call me. You know, or seven, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten digits, right? Uh, area code in there. <laughs> but you you gave me some digits and said call me. So my son and I we pulled over into a parking lot. We were sitting out in front of a uh, a Walmart over in Kissimmee, Florida. If you guys know where Kissimmee is, it was the one over in uh, I don't know somewhere over there in Kissimmee. And we sat down. We had you on speaker. And you're like, all right, guys, what's going on? Like, what's, what's up with the business? I said, well, Josh, you know, we had this success at the beginning, and now we're trying to listen to you, Josh, and follow everything you said. So we've been, like, working on the business instead of in it because that's what big boys do, right, Josh? You know, and we're trying to impress you, essentially. You know, I'm working on the business, and you're like, well, how are you working on it, Bobby? Well, I'm doing all kinds of things. You know, I'm building out my systems now, and I'm, you know, working on my, you know, copy for my website, which was really terrible at the time and not anymore because 180 sites, they're awesome, by the way. Go check them out. They gave me this cool mug, by the way, at the huge convention. Love Ryan over there at 180. But, uh, you know, awesome. And by the way, I don't have an affiliate link with them yet, guys, but I'm going to work on that. So, Ryan, pay me some money, but use him no matter what. Uh, <laughs> I really love these guys. And. I'm telling you all these things that I was so proud of because I had read the E-Myth and I had listened to the Quick Talk podcast and I read Chris, uh, jo- uh, not jo- uh, Chris Lambertini's book and I'm working on my business. And you essentially, Josh, said, well, that's cute, Bobby. That's cute, Caleb, you know, my son who's in there with me. That's cute, boys. Um, and, and Josh didn't say it this way, guys. But this is what I heard, and this is what he meant, okay? So um, I try to keep the cursing down on the show like I used to, but here it comes. So earmuffs for the children. Now, Josh Latimer did not say these words, but he knew what he was doing, and he knew what I would hear. And he said, Bobby, I'm about, I'm about to give you some advice, three points of advice. And if you don't take it, don't ever fucking call me for advice again. Now, I think the only thing he didn't say was the F-bomb in there, okay? Um, and he probably wanted to because he's probably sick of pe- – you know, he didn't know me from Adam. And he, he didn't know if I was just going to be some jackass that wasted his time and took – you know, listened to him. And he took time out of his life and away from his kids. But here's what you told me, Josh. So I don't know if you remember this. And I don't know how many times if you've told this to other people. But you said there's three things you can do right now. If the sun is up, you can only do three things because – all that working on your business BS. And guys, this was coming from the automate, grow, sell guy. This is coming from the guy saying, work on your business, not in it. Automate your business. Systemize your business. And he said, you get to do three things when the sun's up. You get to cash checks. So, you know, if you've just got so much money coming in, you can justify going to the bank to cash the check. We know you're new in the business, so you're still in the field. So you can be cleaning the thing because I had a cleaning company. And the third one was, or you can be marketing. And that's it. Is that if you, if you break those rules, if the sun is up and I see you doing anything but those three things, Bobby Walker, don't ever call me again. Now, he was nicer about it. But, Josh, I heard your message loud and clear. And I was like, yeah. I like this guy. I trust this guy. And I'm going to listen to this guy. And let me tell you what we did, man. Um, you know, and I, again, this was one of those, like I had it in my head, but it didn't transfer to my heart just yet thing, you know, Josh, because I knew marketing and sales was what drove a business, 
but I got big for my britches. I didn't want to do the hard things, so I was working on my website during the day. I was working on my five rounds I was going to hand out during the day. I was quote-unquote posting on Facebook for business purposes, which news, newsflash folks, you can set all of those up while you're laying in bed watching Netflix and scheduling for the next three months. You don't got to do that while the sun's out, okay? But that's what I was doing. <laughs> And Josh bitch slapped me, gave me the three rules. And we went from $2,800 to, I think, uh, the next month, I honestly don't remember. The following month was about seventeen Um, The following month was around seventeen k or twenty k, And then the following one was right at thirty k. And we did that with flyers. And we did it because I listened to this dude. Because everyone else on mine was saying, flyers don't work. Print, print media is, you know, dinosaurs. Um, you got to do X, Y, and Z. And, and I just listened to the dude. I just stood on the shoulders of a giant that went before me and it worked. So Josh, first off, thank you for that. Um, we haven't looked back now. We've had our struggles, of course, you know, as we all do, but we haven't looked back. I actually fired myself from the company this past week. I had I now have no role other than that of visionary and CEO. So I go, I'm going to start spending one every Tuesday is my day at, up at the business. I'm meeting with the leadership team both in a group meeting, doing some one-on-ones, and that's it. And my team's executing on it. And I'm real happy with where we're at. You know, we're, we're in a bit of a bind, uh, digging out of my depression funk. But despite that, bro, I've got the team and I've got out of their way. And I can look back at that whenever that was. It was a tail end of June 2017, and it changed everything for me. Now, I've had to mm-hmm. develop and evolve and build on top of that. But what the hell was going through your mind, Josh? Like, is that was that just some advice you pulled out of your ass at that point have you given that to a million people like you know talk to me about that because there's probably some people listening that that are in that same same space and they're thinking what the hell i'm not going to do those three things that ain't going to make it happen talk to them talk to me what was going on well the reason i know these things is from talking and working with over a thousand business owners and that's a real number i stopped counting two years ago approximately um Knees to knees, toes to toes, right? Like husbands and wives crying. And I've learned more from doing that than I ever did. I've built and exited four companies. I've learned more from dealing with business owners than I have even operating my own businesses because it it made me into a professional dot connector. So yes, I was the automate grow sell guy. And the goal is to work on your business, not in your business, but you, in a way you have to earn the right to be able to work on your business and in your business. Yeah. So there's like a level below that. If you haven't made a hundred grand doing whatever you're doing, there is nothing to talk about except there's nothing to work on. About. There's, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing to, to work talk on about. Yet. You don't need another book. You don't need anything. You there's, there's two types of work that happen every time any of us do any work. There's, the work we do on it and then there's the work it does on us Hmm. part of what the deeper meaning was and me having you do that was if you would have listened when you did but i would say you know one out of ten people would have done what you and your son did the one out of ten become a different human you literally raised your capacity 90 in 90 days ish and you're a completely different human and you're off to the races that version of you can build a business but I could just tell at the time, I don't remember all the details. I do remember the conversation. I remember you guys sitting in your truck um, and I wanted to help. So people overcomplicate stuff, man. You don't need 500 books. You don't need to, you have to market your stuff. Marketing isn't some magical thing. It's, it's the transference of enthusiasm. You have to go out and be excited about your stuff. You got to shake hands and kiss babies and meet people so you can create momentum. If there's no momentum, you can't build something. There has to be, you have to literally push a rock up a hill is what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And it's painful. 
And that goes back to your eyes are the enemy of your vision. Because the first day you went out and did the flyers, nothing magical happened. The second day, the third day, the 20th day, the 40th day. And then all of a sudden you're doing 30K a month saying, whoa, whoa, what's mm-hmm. happening, right? And then it unlocks another level of things to deal with. Yep. But you don't even get there if you're not willing to push a rock up the hill in the first place. And marketing is it's not just flyers. It's the way you show up. I, yeah. I think everything is marketing. Lit- I think the way you talk to yourself is marketing. When you look at the mirror yeah. and you say, oh, you're such a piece of crap. You're never going to mount anything. You're marketing to yourself. E- even with business systems, people are like, oh, do I need systems? I'm like, no, you already have systems. Your business is already fully systemized. Your family, your marriage, and your parenting is fully systemized. It isn't if you need it or not. You already got it. It's, are they serving you? Are they the right? If you don't follow up with your customers, you have a zero touch follow-up system. Yeah. That's like a bad, it's a system. It's a bad system. If you think you suck, you have a talk to yourself like crap system. Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, you keep preaching, Josh. <laughs> I'm keep going back to a quote that I've heard you say many times. And he's now a mutual friend, but uh, Michael Kaplan, that says, you know, your business yeah. is 100% perfectly. And, and this could be your life as well. Yeah. 100% perfectly mm-hmm. systemized to get the results that you're currently getting. We've yeah, worked for this. So what we, if I'm unhappy in life, I worked for this shit. If I'm unhappy in my life, I fought to not listen to the people that know. If I'm unhappy, I fought to not have the difficult conversation with my spouse to, to break through the things that were causing the pain. I earned a lot, this. A lot of the reasons, a lot of the reasons people do that, they self-sabotage is because in their heart of hearts, they believe they're not worthy of success, mm-hmm. period. Yep. Or they believe money's dirty. If money's dirty, sales is evil. You're not going to do the thing you despise, right? You have to reprogram yourself a little bit first. Um, you know, at the huge convention, the other thing my wife and I talked about was this idea of confidence. So just like systems, everybody already has them. I believe everybody's already 100% confident. So this is a counterintuitive way of thinking, right? People are like, oh, I'm not confident. That's why I don't do it. No, you're confident. You're confident. You're fully persuaded that you suck. You're fully confident that you're going to fail. You're fully confident that you're that it's not going to work. You're fully confident that your market is different. You're fully confident that Joe Biden has ruined your chances for success or Donald Trump mm-hmm. has made your life miserable, that the recession is this. It's all these external factors, external, 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 external. You're so confident. You're sure of it. You're certain of it. And, and, and then out of your confidence is birth your results and so it's not should you become you already are confident it's what kind of confidence do you have you see because Hmm. all humans work the same way and so i've seen this with all these people and to myself is we have a feeling the feeling produces an action the action produces a result the result produces evidence confidence is a derivative of evidence right so the evidence that is produced automatically reinforces your confidence. The confidence you have, good or bad, is what loops back to the feeling. It's a circle, okay? Good and bad. So so when you are in a dark pit, it creates creates a certain feeling, Mm -hmm. which creates a certain action. By the way, inaction is an action. Right. It's, it's just the inverse of an action. It's the same thing. So so if you feel like garbage, you don't do something. The thing you're doing is not doing something. Not doing something produces a particular result. Like you get fatter because you're not going to the gym or whatever. The, the result that's produced is evidence. The evidence that you see with your eyes reinforces your confidence, which creates a feeling again. The only way to break the cycle, if you're on a death spiral of this, I call it the nightmare circus, but just straight to the pit of hell, right? Mm-hmm. Your life's falling apart is you have to change the way you feel. You don't have to read a book. 
You don't have to do any particular secret hack and have a morning routine and all this BS. I, I'm not a morning person. I'll never have been. I think it's total BS. You have to be productive. You got to build things. But the real game is getting yourself to feel like doing stuff. Hmm. So when you're in a deep pit, you got to say, well, how can I make my, how can I logically move the needle on the way I feel right now? And so then you use willpower for a minute. You got to use willpower, but you can't rely on it forever because it'll, it'll drain out like a battery. There's only so much of it. You can get willpower power fatigue, but you feel like crap. You say, okay, if I go for a walk, I'm going to get three units of better feeling increase. If I don't eat the entire bag of Doritos, plus two on the units of feeling increase. If I go to bed at 10 o'clock, even though I don't want to, because you'll feel better about yourself, whatever it is, there's a thing. And then you muscle through through a part on that. What happens is your feeling moves up a little bit. Yeah. which means your actions will move up a little bit. Your results will move up a little bit. There'll be a little tiny seedling of evidence sprouting out of the ground, which changes the direction of your confidence. I know this sounds really woo woo. This is, this is math. Well, it sounds really this simple. Is, honestly, I I, I don't think it sounds woo woo at all. It just seems real. It's not woo woo, but what I'm saying yeah. is it's math. Two mm-hmm. plus two equals four. Yeah. What I just said is how it works. Mm-hmm. The people that are crushing it, it's because they feel like crush. They think they're going to win. No one can stop them. That they're destined for greatness. That there's opportunities everywhere. That there's literally they 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 believe that. They believe that they're the person that can achieve it. Right. That creates a feeling of anticipation in them, where they're like, "Oh my god, I can't wait!" And then they do tons of stuff that gets tons of results. It reinforces it and makes it even stronger. That's why people people get really uncomfortable around very confident people. Yeah, because they mis- they mistake it for arrogance. But it's not the same thing. It's just similar. Arrogance and confidence look similar to the untrained eye. But they're not the same thing. And the, the, get yourself confident, create new evidence. The way to create new evidence is to change the way you feel. Period. Okay. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that, man. Um, so, uh, Josh, let's turn this into to business for a second. Um, you know, I, we've been talking about everything, business and personal, but... Um, Speaking of confidence, speaking of, you know, uh, I, I think pain and fear, uh, I don't know if those, I don't know if fear is a lack of confidence or if a fear is something that, that hurts confidence. I don't know. Don't know if it matters right now. Uh, but maybe it does and bring it up if it does, but it depends because fear, fear, it's not, fear isn't good or bad. It's, it's, it's like inert. Hmm. Like if you, if you run away from a saber toothed tiger, who's going to eat you? Like, that's really great. I'm glad that you had fear, right? Fear, fear protects us. What the problem mm-hmm. is, isn't fear. It's anxiety. Anxiety looks and smells and feels like fear. It's not fear. It, it's a form of fear. You see, but fear, real fear is only, uh, you can only call it fear if there's a real true and present danger in front of your face, right? Right now. Anxiety is when you, you invent mm-hmm. a future catastrophic danger that may or may not happen. But when you focus on it, your chances of that happening greatly increase. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It doesn't mean like if you don't pay your electric bill on Tuesday, I would consider that's like a, a real present danger, right? Hey, Josh, that back fear is back up about 15 seconds. So back up to when you said uh, paying the electric bill. It kind of cut out there. It's my, my internet here. Here we go. If you have to pay your electric bill on Tuesday, and you have fear because of that, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. It's going to move you to action. You're going to move mountains. You're going to solve problems. You're going to do, isn't it funny how people do that too? Mm-hmm. It's like they struggle, 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 and then they're on the edge of a crisis and they fix everything in 48 hours. Why? Mm-hmm. Because fear, that feeling, moved them to do the right action, get the right result, right? Um, 
but 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 anxiety don't confuse the two anxiety yeah. is is a fictitious negative outcome it's probably not going to happen unless you dwell on it and then your chances of it happening go up well let's talk about this then uh, the reason i'm bringing up fear it's like recession the recession thing <laughs> yeah, the that's exactly recession. where i was going yeah is myself included you know there's a lot of concern and a lot of fear in that especially you know, I mean, every American, you know, probably fears that or well, not everyone, but you get my point a lot, but specifically business owners, you know, um, and I think that can draw people back. I know in my own experience, you know, those fears um, create inaction, you know, those fears, you know, um, you know, back in 2020, when when we we hit the wall with, you know, businesses having to be shut down and people were scared and my my business actually grew a little bit, believe it or not, during that time over the year prior but but I froze, you know, like I, I really became petrified. So how the hell do we get through that shit, Josh? You know what? You know, I know you're working on some stuff on this. You know, uh, that's one reason I wanted you on the show. Um, I need it. My business needs it. Probably everyone else's does, too. Um, how, how do you look, you know, something like that that's looming in the eyes and have have the eye of the tiger if you're if you're by age and you get that reference and 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 go slay it? Well, would you agree that there's two sides to every coin? Sure. Like, have you ever seen a one-sided paper plate? <clears throat> no, you of course not. Have you ever seen a one-sided yeah. pancake? Like, like everything has a spectrum. It's like, so, so like the recession thing, it becomes a group think uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Do you know what Google trends are? If you go and Google Google trends, you can search keywords and it'll show you like the volume of searches for hmm. any phrase over a historical time period. It's really interesting. So, I was getting like 10 messages a day for a couple weeks in a row two months ago about recession, recession. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was like, huh, this is fascinating. So I went to Google Trends, typed it in. Well, what do you see? What you'll see if you do that is that in 2008, it was like max volume of the word recession typed into Google. And then it goes down to layers. And then Corona goes up, not as high as 2008, but it went way up. Then it went down again. And then June of this year, it's the same levels as it was in 2008. Wow. That doesn't mean anything about if there is a recession. What it says is that all the people think there's a recession. And, mm-hmm. and, and by the, there is. There's been two quarters of negative economic growth. And that's a de- historical definition of recession. Mm-hmm. But none of it matters. Okay, if, if all the money in the world was distributed evenly among all people, uh, I believe in a short order it would be redistributed similar to how it is now. Mm-hmm. Like it would just happen. And why? Why? Is it because of external factors or is it the internal stuff it's who you are this stuff about who do you have to become this is why it matters the people that have the skill sets and the mindsets they're just going to win they, they they just are and so recessions there's realities but outside the the small checklist of practical things to think about like okay um maybe i shouldn't get an extra debt right this second how do i stretch things a little further that's that's okay like that's practical Mm -hmm. doing a financial analysis you know do i have any bloat are there any like unproductive staff like how can i trim things i call it doing an expense audit right just looking at it Mm -hmm. Uh, but you shouldn't be emotional you're just logical like okay how do i prepare to move on opportunities and and then and then you should get excited you know (laughs) during covid tommy Mello called my cell phone he's like bro I'm so freaking excited. I'm like, why, man? Tell me. He said, I'm buying everything right now. I'm <laughs> buying everything. Everything's on sale, right? Tommy Mello is a giant garage door company. Yeah. But, um, but it's funny. He just called and we talked for a few minutes. And it wasn't just him. It was a lot of people. I have my foot in two worlds. I have my foot in 
Bobby called me from the parking lot with his $2,800 yep. a month business world. And then I have uh, really close friends that make a million dollars a week. Yeah. Or like, like, like a lot, like lots of them that do that uh, in every spectrum in between. And they just view everything different. People live in parallel universes. I swear to God, they it's, it's crazy. You can have two people walking down a sidewalk and seeing two different things. If you believe there's a boogeyman under every bush, you, you, you show up different. Everything. If some people literally Bobby, they can't see opportunity. Yeah. So when they say there's no opportunity, it's, it's kind of true for they It's true to them. It. It's real for them in the head yeah. with a stick. So, so I'm doing, so because all these people are messaging me, I posted on my Facebook. I said, Hey, I, I was in Alaska with my son. Cause when he turns 13, we do a father son trip. We're mm-hmm. fishing. I'm sitting on the cabin on the Kenai river. I typed this Facebook post out. I said, I'm going to do a free teaching on recession marketing. I'm going to teach you this and teach you this. And I just made a list of all the different things I've done and the things that I know and the things that I've learned, make a whole bunch of money using very little or no money. And I'm just going to teach it for free, just as a gift to the world, like partially, partially um, uh, just to say thank you. And then partially to kind of promote some other things I'm going to be doing, but it's truly just free. So I didn't realize though, it it got like 400 comments saying, please let me know. And this is like really quickly. There's like 450 people in the Facebook group right now. It's just a free group. Can anyone go get it right now? Cause I I just got back on Facebook about two weeks ago. So um, is that something that you just, Go yeah. join and it. Anyone and can in. have it for free. I have internet marketers in that group. I have service companies in that group. I have brick and mortar. I have real estate agents. I have all kinds of God knows who in there because people are freaking out. And there's a lot of stuff I've never really taught because it didn't make a lot of sense uh, at the time. So, you know, I've won two comma club awards. I could have the t- two comma club of X award. I didn't even apply for it because I'm not going to go on and be like, hey, service businesses, look at all this mm-hmm. stuff you bought for me. That doesn't make sense. I'm not going to say, let me break down the funnel I used and the copywriting and the and the asymmetrical marketing and the nonverbal signaling and the power words and the per- there's so much stuff that people have no idea that I do that makes this huge result for me. I'm going to just teach all of it. I'm going to teach everything. I'm going to say, here's how you do this. 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 Have you done this? Are you doing joint ventures? Are you doing this? Are you doing thank you page swaps? Are you doing direct mail swaps? Are you doing, there's, in a, I, it's 19 pages of 10 point font notes. And I'm going to go in the group and I'm going to basically, I don't know the cadence yet, but like, basically I'm going to make myself available for 30 days for free and answer every single question I can possibly. I will look at people's emails, look at their recruiting copy, look at their things, look at their website, look at their hooks, look at the color schemes, look at the emotion. Then you have offers and the way you position packages. One thing you do during a recession is you got to rebrand your packages as, as uh, instead of like treats or, or postponables is what it's called in economics, something that it's not a have to have, it's a want to have, but in the future, you got to make it an essential. And there's ways to do that through language and the way that you price anchor things and all kinds of stuff. I mean, tons and tons and tons of stuff. Uh, and it will, it'll. Now, are you, are you going to be doing, help. so you'll be doing a combination of where you're actually doing a presentation where you're talking to the camera people, but you're also going to be <clears throat> just engaging both in the group via email. And so it's going to be all that. Um, yeah. Okay. It's going to be a lot of work. Have you just me? set aside a month? I mean, for, I mean, like, I know you can do some other stuff, but like, did you just basically clear your schedule and say like, honey, I'll see you on Tuesday nights for date night or <laughs> like what, what happened here? Yeah. Well, I'm going to put rails on it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to basically figure out, okay, every, every day from, for these two hours or these three hours, 
is like open office and I'll probably have like a zoom link or people can hop on. I'll just go boom, 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 as much as I can. The next day I'll do it again. The next day I'll do it again. In addition to that, I'm going to just be posting the actual trainings. So I'm going to make like short three to five minute videos or 10 minute videos and say, do this, do this. Here's how we landed a $300,000 account. Didn't spend $1. Here's how we did this. Here's how we got this whale. Here's how we increased driver's ticket from 200 to 400 to 800. Here's how I helped this guy from New Jersey make $23,000 in 72 hours using spending less than 500 bucks using text messaging because people do it wrong. It's not about the medium or the modality. People do it wrong. Like mm. people have email sequences, but they're bad. They're wrong. They don't understand how to do it correctly and so you can change the yield by saying it like this not like that hmm. and the way you everything everything not to mention like the acquisition opportunities the joint venture and the partnership opportunities the buying discounted asset opportunities uh and on and on and on in the videos like the way you can use your cell phone like like i've made millions of dollars with my cell phone literally I've made millions of dollars from one single marketing video that's cleverly constructed to invoke the right emotion to do the right thing. I'm going to teach all that. I'm going to say, this is why I did it. This is why I said that. This is how I did this. This is why I did this. This is how I marketed my marketing, right? Recession marketing, I specifically haven't even commented or posted or liked any of the posts in there because and everybody's like, when is it happening? I don't know what's happening. I'm not even telling them on purpose. That's called building pressure. The, it, the rabbit hole is- Don't listen, guys. Can, if you're in that group, just ignore that last part right there. <laughs> no, it's, I'm going to tell things like that. I'm just going to pull the curtain back and say, here's how this works. Mm -hmm. If you have a message that is valuable to the world or you have a service that's valuable to the world, I believe it's your moral obligation to sell it to as many people as possible. If you don't, you don't care about the people you're trying to serve. You're only trying to get money. If you're only trying to get money, go back in the podcast when I talked about be, do, have. You mm -hmm. are going to be in the poverty struggling category because you're trying to get money, get money, get money, get money automatically happens on the back end when you provide massive value and you have deep skill sets on the front end. Hmm. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, I'll be there, man. I, I literally, like, like, I've got my, like, I'm not lying, John. I got my, my planner here. It's not the kid war path, but it is cool leather bound. My uh, buddy, Sid Graff made this for me uh, for a mastermind. Sid's, Sid's amazing. He I is amazing. Sid. It says bookkeeping, uh, our bookkeeping doesn't. It says bourbon. <laughs> I don't know the name of my mastermind, uh, business bourbon and BS on the front. It's cool. But I literally just wrote down in the planner, get my team in Josh's marketing group on Facebook. So yeah, I'm not just kind of. Recession kinda, marketing yeah. is the name of it. Just recession marketing. Okay group just join it that helps me keep it organized because there's so much content mm -hmm. there's not another way i can really do it i don't think uh so it'll just be in there so josh i got a couple i, I want to know a little bit about warpath uh studios is, is that is that what it's called i should have done a little War more homework plan War plan War i'm plan. sorry you dude plan. you made me do this podcast today you knew i was like <laughs> we're not ready for another week so i, I haven't done any of my, my well, homework when you said you were going to wait two weeks you were, well, you were telling me about bobby 3.0 yeah. how you're going to come back out swinging and in a few weeks i'm like why why do that in a few weeks like get them ready now like yeah. do good done is better than good like just yeah. get it done move love go, it run go 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 well, go money loves speed so I saw I saw your studio. They were they, well, not in person, but I saw them representing in uh, at the huge convention. Which uh, I probably need to do it. Get some of my buddies on here and do a huge huge convention recap. It was just a lot of fun, aside from all the value that was there. But we were at the huge convention down in uh, Nashville last uh, two weeks ago now. And they had a cool booth, you know, like, you know, you're going all in with the military thing and they've got the, the canopy and they've got the, I don't even know what you call that stuff, but like the, the kind of mesh 
you know, camo yeah, things hanging down. camo mesh. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, I saw Eric Kelly. I know he's, uh, I know you and him have gotten close, you know, over the years, and he's been a buddy of mine. And he showed, I saw some of the videos that he got when he was down there uh, doing, that you guys did some stuff for him. Uh, so I want to know a little bit about that. Um, ju- I'm just curious, but what else you got going? I mean, like, we got the, the, the recession marketing, which, in my mind, probably got to be the most, highest urgency level of probably anything you've got going because, people are wanting it now and and that's what you got you've got the studio thing going my my wife and daughter who've got a maid service they've seen you doing a lot of cool stuff with debbie sardone at her events and what what's on the you know what are we going to see from josh latimer and if we're not going to see it what's some cool stuff you're willing to share that josh is doing you know like what what things are on the on the map for you here Uh, a couple things um warplan studios is insanely fun and cool and so that's taken a decent amount of my time. Um, it is a production studio. We make insane marketing videos. We also do done for you FAQ videos, which sounds really boring, but they're money making videos. Like, like you can mail my team your work shirt and work hat, and an actor will read like the ten most frequently asked questions for your company, uh, and then we SEO optimize it and put it on YouTube so that it will rank locally, right? And it'll sit there for ten years and drive traffic to your stuff. Hmm. Uh, but it's like you don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's an easy button. Uh, and we do 10 of those, it's like a $3,000 package or whatever, but then there's other package where you can come down and make videos like Eric did. And mm-hmm. we do these insanely funny videos, clever videos. We do special effects. You see the other thing that people are missing with recession marketing is how much private equity money is coming into home services and the, the deep need to professionalize your business, like mm-hmm. the faster, the better. Yeah. So, so like the companies that are like have strong, clean brand, uh, and video plays an important part because not only can you use it for ads or make money or whatever, but it's a signal. It's called a nonverbal signal. It says like, I take my business serious. We're going to be here a while, right? It's like, there's just something about it. Someone that's in the $2,000 suit and gets out of a Ferrari, you don't know the person, but you know something. There's mm-hmm. a thing. That's like what a sick professional video does. And your competitors will hate that you have it because they don't want to spend money to get a sick video. But private equity too, if you're looking to exit or sell or get offers, you want to be the company that looks like it's just well put together, right? Mm-hmm. Video is a big, big important part of that. And home services, I think that's like the, the next thing. You're going to see some crazy cool videos. It's already happening uh, with home services. So that's part of the reason for the studio. We also use it because I'm going to launch a new podcast. I'm sunsetting my old one. I'm launching a podcast called the War Plan Podcast. And just between you and I and whoever's listening to this, I'm build, trying to build a portfolio of War Plan themed companies. So we mm-hmm. have Warplan Photography for Entrepreneurs that's going to launch. Warplan Studios. We have Warplan Technologies, which is an app development company. We have the Kid Warplan. We have a product coming out later called the Family Warplan. There'll be a mastermind group for families eventually called the Family War Room. Hmm. My wife has a program called the Unicorn Squad. She actually got nominated for an award uh, called the Bootstrap Award. I saw that. At the Huge. That was awesome, man. Yeah. So it was her first business. She's been like a, the backstage hold our life together person. And now she is an entrepreneur. She's working with entrepreneur wives because they're the most underserved group out of everybody. So we have tons of stuff going on. Our kids are starting a business an actual LLC called Epic Life Skills. And they're going to teach kids things that all the kids knew in 1942, but none of them know now, like phone etiquette, how to change a tire, how to like, <laughs> the phone etiquette just hit a right nerve way. with me. I, oh my God. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh. I, I will keep going. I just, no. I, my, my like 15 year old daughter, I finally was like, here's how you answer the phone, babe. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's a thing. And they have like 60 different things on there. And so, and this is good for them. They're learning video production and every, they bought a domain last night. And like I made a do it themselves with their own money and their own GoDaddy account. And then they're going to connect it all. I'm just going to coach them through it. So there's tons of things happening. Uh, the next thing that is going to take a bunch of my time is, a, and that's going to. Josh, you cut you out know, one more. You cut out right at the wrong time. You oh. said something that's going to take up most of your time is that it went out. The re- recession marketing. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a kind of a gift to the world, but I'll, I'll still use it as an opportunity to let people know about Warplane Studios yeah. and about the new podcast I'm starting and stuff. Um, but it's not like a giant pitch fest or whatever, but I'm going to use these things as lessons and principles and give my very best. When you give your very best, really good things happen. It's virtually impossible for this to not go really well for me mm-hmm. selfishly. But at the same time, people are going, going to I think people are going to make if they don't make at least $10,000 extra that wouldn't have existed without this training um, then they didn't even remotely pay attention to 10% of it it'll happen it'll happen quick there's things yeah. they're going to be able to do and boom make a bunch of money tell, tell me if I'm wrong Josh but I think you're I think you set that number just because if you were being realistic with what you know if people implement this shit 10k is is a a blip on the radar i think i mean it, is that just blip. what you're saying Sometimes just for like, the sake of people not thinking you're crazy <laughs> i'm at, i'm at 10k like the next week okay, i mean like right you. now money mm-hmm. so when, once i start they're gonna make 10k in a week or two minimum and i say the small number also because the big numbers turns people off i, I they shouldn't but it breaks their brain you know and i understand that um but it's worth these skills are worth millions in the long run mm-hmm. right so you need to, to go deeper on them. Mindset, skill sets, network. That's what you got to have. Oh, man. Josh, uh, dude, it's just good talking to you, man. And, um, you know, and again, we caught up a little bit on the phone yesterday. We probably talked for half an hour or so. But, um, you know, just being out of it, getting back in here, you know, you're you're a uh, – it's funny. You're such a familiar um, – What's the word I'm looking for? You're kind of like comfort food to the ears, you know, um, at least to a guy like me. I thought like you were going to say I was like a bunion or something. No, no, no. It's <laughs> like, you know, like I remember one time I, uh, you know, the church my wife and I, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the church my wife and I met at way back when. And, you know, we had this pastor, Pastor Owens, and we left the church and we went and did some other things and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, probably 10 years later, you know, I go to a funeral and. Pastor Owens was there conducting the funeral, and I just the second I heard his voice, it was like, man, it just kind of felt good to be home, you know, and uh, <laughs> getting to talk to you, you know, seeing you at the huge, and then getting to talk to you yesterday and, and talk to you on this, it's like, man, it just feels good, you know, um, like we're we're both at different phases in our lives than when we originally met, um, we're at different phases of, in lives from each other, but um you know, Josh, you've just had a big impact in me, you know, and, and, you know, what's, what I think is beautiful about it, you know, you and I are both different in a lot of ways, you know, and, and I don't just mean the fact that like, I'm tall and handsome, you know, I, I mean, like we're different right. in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's sorry. just the obvious it. one. Right. <laughs> but the, um, you know, I think we've got some, some different political views. We definitely, we know we have different religious views, you know, and, and I think the, the beauty of life is, you know, life's real colorful, you know, and, and, and that's cool. And, and I like all the colors and, and 
um, it's just cool. It's just cool being friends with people that, that are cool with being friends with people. And, uh, I appreciate you. So, um, recession marketing, is there anything else like is just get in the Facebook group and that's it? Like, is that yeah, step one? Or? Yeah, just, it's just free. Just go. And then where do they sign up? You know, I know you said in order to, you know, you, you committed to be on the podcast that you were going to give away 10 full day studio sessions, you know, at your studio there in Texas, you're going to fly people in, do all the videos, the producing, just, you know, pro bono, just cause you love them. How do they sign up for that? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. What's that you're breaking up, Bob? I didn't hear that one. <laughs> Was there a niner in there? I will, I will tell you one thing I have learned about studio is, uh, it's pricey to put together a good team, uh, not just the facility itself, yeah. but just the equipment and, and the team and everything. So we're still figuring stuff out. And, uh, you know, I just encourage you, if you're interested in the video stuff, just to send me a message. We, okay. we can work through. We're still building out our menu of services and the different packages. What we've done, we've only done two different things so far. And we, we've done about a quarter million dollars worth of video production so far in the last few months. Nice. But um, we're still figuring it out. So there's flexible packages. We had like an $8,500 platinum day. Uh, that's what most people have bought so far. And it's insane because you make a minimum of six videos in one day. We have a team of copywriters that help you. Uh, you're, you're handheld through the whole thing. You basically show up, get treated like royalty, and then you get videos that you could never possibly recreate on your own at the same quality. Um, it's just kind of like pampering and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the big thing I see one of those like in my future. I actually, I think I might see two of those <laughs> in my future. One for, uh, one for the, the local service businesses here. And, and then the other, just for my J and E brand stuff, you know, cause you know, the folks, well, you know, public speaker, man, public speaking, changing lives, you know, podcast mm-hmm. it's coming. Get ready, bitches. I mean, I've, I've made lots of high production value videos in my career, but it would cost me 10, 15, 20 grand per video mm. to make them, you know, like the honor and fire video where I'm sacrificing my son or the send gym video where there's yeah. a gorilla costume where the Rupert puddles videos, all these videos, they made tons of money. Right. But it's because I understand the messaging and the script and the timing and how to market the marketing and how to build pressure and do all these things, and how to launch it correctly. Uh, but we work with our clients on, on all that stuff in the strategy. And it's way, way, way cheaper. You get, you know, six. Some people come down, we can get 10 or 12 done, depending on what ones they want and stuff uh, in one day. Uh, so it's pretty economical. Yeah. Love it. I love it. It's in- warplanstudios.com. For there that. we go. That's what I was going to ask is I didn't know. And then recession marketing uh, in uh, the Facebook group, recession marketing, specifically the Josh Ladder woman, not the one I'm about to start up just to try to siphon off some of his stuff and hopefully I get him in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh, I love you, man. And, uh, you know, you, I didn't want to sidetrack you earlier, but you were talking about your wife and the things that, that Ashley's achieving. I still think she is so – so what's the word I'm uh, undervalued as an entertainer and comedian. I, when you, you guys had her, I think she did two episodes. Oh, Maybe it was one, but there was the, was it the sin Jimmer show or something like that? I don't know. You guys yeah. were going to start a thing. And, and I, I remember I called her out. I'm like, why the hell are we not doing more of these? And she's like, well, I kind of got this thing called kids. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand. But uh, <laughs> I just, I thought those were excellent. Those were, I mean, all the videos were great. The ones you mentioned, the sacrifice in your son. I remember seeing that, you know, I love the, uh, the sin gym ones with Rupert and, and, you know, all the employee tips that you did and stabbing people in the hand. But, uh, <laughs> I think that was my favorite one. And it was just like, she was like in her element. It was like, I could tell that was like, 
a little bit of a persona that she had created, but it was just like just a little bit, you know, it was just a little tweak she, from where she, she was. Is, well, first of all, you've really screwed me over without realizing it because <laughs> we have an ongoing debate on who's funnier, her or me. And oh, I know that it's her. I know it's her. I think it is. And Josh, I think you're great, man. We use. Well, she always oh. says, well, but Josh, has anyone ever told you you should be a comedian? I'm like, no, but that's not how you know if I'm funny. And she's like, like 700 mm. people told me that I can be a comedian. And then you just <laughs> meet, we're 701, so it's official. And she walked in here three minutes right ago. When you said, right when I said oh. that. Well, Ashley, I've got your back. <laughs> and listen, I, I'm just, I'm, I'll be the deciding vote. It's you, Ashley. Case closed. Josh, I love you, but, you know, I just got to yes, keep it real, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> So, but now a lot of love, a lot of respect for just you and your family. And, um, I don't know, it's good stuff. And, and you got any final thoughts before I share my final thoughts? Uh, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Yeah. I think don't I used to have a shirt. Like that. Don't be scared. Remember the no don't fear shirts back in the day when you were a little younger mm-hmm. than me, but then they came out with the ain't scared, ain't scared shirts, you know, the, the spoof of the no fear ones. So, yeah. uh, don't be scared. Don't be scared. <clears throat> don't be scared. There's opportunity everywhere. And none of your competitors know you're scared unless you decide to tell them, you know, like mm-hmm. no one knows you're struggling unless you decide to tell them. Yeah. Everybody listen to this, update your websites today to say, um, we're having record growth. We need, we're hiring and put, put 20 job positions on your website. Even if you don't need them, even if you need one, put them on there. It's a signal, right? Add an acquisitions tab to your website. Even if you're not buying right now, do it anyway. Yeah. Have a literal tab, you know, you know, Bobby Walker private equity is growing and we're looking for blah, 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 blah. And have an application form. There, this people are so stressed out because they're living in it. They can't see the nuance mm-hmm. and the asymmetry and the little things. That's what we're going to teach in recession marketing love it man josh i'm excited uh i'm just uh, blah, blah, blah. lots of emotions i'll just throw it all in there I, I'm, I'm a little too wordy on that stuff but thank you a million we for being love here. you man we yeah. love you we love you you're awesome you're changing lives your family's awesome tell your wife we said hi and yeah can't wait to i need a stool when i give you a hug but i'll get a stool and I'll give you a hug <laughs> i'm the jerk making the tall <laughs> jokes so i'm sorry uh listeners thank you for being back and um Hmm. You know what? I'm 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 gonna do this. And Josh, you're always the call your shot guy, but this is strategic for me. I ain't saying shit right now. I'm just saying remember the name, guys. Just remember the name and get ready for this stuff. Uh, and then finally, this: if you're not pursuing the things that you want in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. And I just messed up my my saying. So it's been a while. It's been a year. If you're not doing the things you want in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing them, there's no good reason. Peace out. Recording.